Welcome back to another episode of Stay Oriented Podcast. Uh, my name is Casey, and I'm joined by my brother. I'm Carrie. Uh, we have started a new podcast. Uh, we're This is our second episode, by the way. And uh, we're having a blast talking about random stuff, uh, mainly Asian American stuff because we're Asian American. And uh, last week we talked about uh, what we did as kids during Chinese New Year because we're both like lion dancers that uh, we performed during Chinese New Year. So that was like, a big part of our our youth. And yeah, then childhood. Obviously, yeah, exactly. And then obviously the whole uh, Monterey Park shooting happened uh, last week. So, um, and we were literally talking about it the morning of and as we're getting new information coming in. So if you want to hear us talk about that, uh, tune into last week's episode. Uh, this week, I wanted to talk more about Asian stuff. Uh, we'll see how far we can go with the Asian stuff until we get tired of it. Because like sometimes like, you yeah. get tired of it. There's and, like, only so much. There's only so much you can talk about. Um, yeah. But I guess sometimes we can talk about other things, but then we have our own like Asian-American perspective. But then at the same time, it would be exclusively to just yours and my experience, not really you know, representing everybody. No, we always everybody. speak for all Asians here, okay? <laughs> Anything we say about Asians, we're speaking for everyone. And it's it's the law, okay? <laughs> Whatever we <laughs> say, that's knows what all that. Asian Americans think. <laughs> this week, I wanted to talk about Asian representation in the media. Uh, it's, it's, it's a topic that is super important to me. Or you know what? Honestly, it was super, super, super important to me. As I get older, I kind of, not that I care less about it, but it's not at the forefront of my mind anymore as I get older. And when I was younger, I was, it was definitely like, like, oh man, we look dumb in movies, you know? Especially Asian American men, you know? Dudes and uh, Asian dudes look so dumb in the, the media, you know? Cause so, A, we're either uh the kung fu artist guy you know which i guess it's that's pretty badass like i'm not complaining about that but it gets tiresome because it also becomes its own meme right yeah, it becomes a, what it is is like everyone at school you know will think oh you must know kung fu which ironically we did do kung fu but it's like ironically <laughs> <laughs> so it's like but we it's, can't really complain about it because we are we actually did it too and, and our last name is chan so it's like jackie chan or whatever but <laughs> but I, I can't whoop somebody's ass like that and uh you know, it's, no, yeah, you can. You totally can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. A anyone out there you want to pick a fight with Carrie, <laughs> by all means, he'll kick your ass. Just watch yourself. <laughs> but yeah, but but in itself, yeah, it's, it is like a meme and it's like everybody's stereotyping you to be that, you know, character. Yeah, I, I, the, the number of times people walk up to me and they go, with the with the crane stance you know they the i mean if you're if you're listening it's the when they go on one leg and then they bring their two hands in like a beak position and it's like to the side yeah i i, I hate that so much it, it used to bother me so much um, yeah which i don't or think like they, i hope people aren't still doing that because that's so like early 2000s i'm sure i'm sure there is i'm sure there is i mean especially if you're like in a neighborhood that was less populated by asian people like there's certain you know like growing up like in texas for for me i felt like i wasn't surrounded by asian people like we weren't surrounded by asian culture to be honest maybe make because like carrie well, younger than okay, me right so, so i feel I, like I you know, had more asian people with well, you but no, during I my time you did because you think so because like at our school so i'm pretty sure everybody knows where you went to school right or like you've you've 
you've released the information of where you went to school before, right? Yeah, Plano. Plano, Plano, all right. So on the east side of Plano, I know um, the school that we went to, when you were there uh, at your age, I think there were more Asian people that went to that school, uh, middle school, Bowman. But when I went there, they had built up uh, the Murphy side. And so a lot of the kids that did go to Bowman, they ended up getting rezoned to go to a different school and and murphy is like more in like more uh, asian it's like yeah more, yeah more asians okay. there it's like newer houses and stuff and all the okay. rich asians like move there and stuff like that so, so they basically took all the it sucked all the asians out of the school Bowman, you yeah. went to and, and relocated them mm-hmm. to murphy yeah but we all joined back up at williams yeah yeah ah, so that's only three years of being left alone well but but in your adolescent <laughs> years that's that's pretty formative of like the people you that's hang true. out with and stuff like that so it does make a big difference in the grand scheme of that's things true. i think but it, uh, three years is long enough to get you to be whitewashed <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um so i know in plano um at least now i don't know how it was back then but it's roughly like 15 16 asian which is yeah, nowhere it's, high for- it's nowhere compared to like say monterey park or something like that yeah but in texas 16 percent asian population is pretty high i mean i think the the, the nationwide uh number it's like four like percent or something it's only 4%, four percent so five. if you're if you're above four percent at your school you know, you're in good company in terms of, uh, you know, having a, a relatively big Asian population. But mm-hmm. when I moved out to California and I spent time in Monterey Park and Alhambra and stuff, I'm like, dude, Monterey Park schools, like if you flip through the, the yearbooks, it's literally like 80% Asian. No, I'm lying, like maybe 60% Asian, you know, but like, or like I, I have a friend, he lives in Arcadia. I open his book and in his Arcadia High School was literally, I would say, like eighty percent Asian. If you go to the, the the section with the CHs in the in the yearbook with the Chan, last names, Chan Chung, it's like twenty pages Chow. straight of just cha 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 cha. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty nuts. And I, I mean, for someone that was that's from uh, Texas, I mean, that's mind blowing. Yeah. I'm like, I've never been surrounded by that much. Asian culture to the point where it almost feels like you're in Asia. Like living over here, like now currently, I'm like. Sometimes I feel like I'm I'm in Asia. I don't even feel like I'm in America, to, to be honest. Yeah, you know? which is really interesting because, um, like, so they always call, like, uh, California or, like, New York, all these, like, super major big cities, like, they, they say they're very diverse, right? And it is very diverse. But it's, like, diverse in the sense of there's, like, pockets of, like, certain communities and stuff. Yeah. So then when the, you go the, to... The technical term is uh, enclave. Enclave, okay. So, but when you're actually yeah. there, it's not really diverse. It's, like, all one race or one, yeah. you know, kind of ethnicity or group. Yeah, so, and then, so by nature that it's just segregation, like, natural segregation yeah. of itself. Yeah. Like, people just naturally want to be left alone to their own stuff yeah but i would say where we grew up in plano uh that's actually to me was very very diverse like there's i I do feel white people hispanics blacks uh asians uh you know desi like indians uh pakistanis Mm -hmm. um we even had like our the neighborhood next to us there was like like a like a lot of uh families that were like kurdish which you might not even know what kurt who uh, who the kurds are i'm drawing a blank yeah but like there was like um, I think they're an ethnicity that don't really have their own country. I think 
they kind of land in like the Iran, Iraq, Turkey area. I could be wrong, okay, but like, okay. you know, they, they kind of live in different countries and have their own area. And, you know, there's like a lot of political stuff around them, but like, I didn't even know who they were before, but I grew up around a lot of them, you know? So like, I feel ah. like we really grew up around true diversity. It's like, you yeah. can go to school with every single race. Like we grew up with every single race. And I think that's I true diversity. Right yes, because like with Tiff, like she grew up in uh, a Mexican American bubble, you know. Mm -hmm. Like so, she, for her, she thought it was normal to just be surrounded by Mexican people. She thought I was like, like she was like, America's just comprised of Mexican Americans, and <laughs> what we see on TV is like that's really weird. I don't that's know. That's like what fantasy land like, or something. <laughs> like Full House. Like who the who, like who are these people from? You know, and, and not until she got older, and she's like, oh, I'm in a, a pocket myself. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, same uh, thing with the Diana, like where she grew up. Uh, well, she ended up going to like a, a performance art school for high school. So that was more diverse for her. But like, you know, like where she grew up and stuff. It, yeah, it was like predominantly all Hispanics um, and like probably like zero Asians, you know. <laughs> so growing up Asian, I, mean, I guess even if you're not, even if you are in an area that is predominantly Asian, you you're bound to leave that pot that bubble. You're bound to be in a situation where you're not around a whole lot of Asians, and I'm sure you're bound to come across a situation where your Asian heritage becomes a laughing point at some at some point in your life, right? I think that's just the Asian American experience is to feel that sort of pain, uh, if you want to call it pain, and I think a lot of times. That it stems from how Asians are represented in media, right? And I actually want to dissect that a little bit more too, because I actually, as I get older, I actually don't think it's a hundred percent media. I think there's a lot of it that's just how we're, how we are in, as people too, and it's what they they see day to day. Um, and so, anyways, getting back to the media stuff, I've always felt a really strong desire and need to fix it you know to to be a part of say the entertainment industry the re whole reason why i moved out to la was to be a part of something where i can try to i guess combat the negative stereotypes of asian american representation in media some some of the uh the stereotypes are the, the kung fu master right and then there's like the nerd right there's the uh the virgin i guess there's the everyone we're all always doctors or we're always uh you know, some guy that can't that can't get a girl, or you know, I'm like, we're always like that. We're never like, uh, rarely are we ever someone that's romantically inclined. We're you know, we're rarely someone that's athletically inclined. We're rarely, you know, we're, we're rarely anything that is considered, you know, machismo in 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 the in the best sense possible, right? Like like there's certain like man qualities, and I, I guess I'm only speaking to Asian men you know like in terms of representation i think the asian female side is like a whole different argument argument you know i think they're like they're they're the uh the exotic you know exotic types you know like they're they've been kind of like subjugated to like this weird been, like fetishized like, fetishized there you go yeah and so that that's a whole nother problem i guess i'm really just kind of focused more on the men's side but i do i do think it's improving now i feel like um with like k-pop coming in or like um you know there's like like I don't know, like in the sports world, like there's a lot of baseball players that are uh, Korean and Japanese, Japanese and, yeah. and and I don't know. Like I, I do feel there there's a huge shift now. Um, yeah, there's, there's like, definitely you know, like some couple comedians. Well, I really just know Ronnie Chung. 
He's he's like uh, a, he's he's great. Yeah, he's one him. of the bigger Asian uh, comedians. A uh, couple actors here and there, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think I do think it's starting to be normalized that Asians can be normal people. Yeah. And and not just these weird stereotypes that are either emasculated men or some sort of exotic kung fu master guy that knows all the secrets yeah, to life. Yeah, we're, we're not you know? caricatures. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know the secrets to life. Getting back to the earlier point I was trying to, I, I was about to make, uh, before I was like, I guess, I was woke before woke was a thing. I, that's, that's how I feel about it. You know, I think by the time I was like in fifth grade or sixth grade, like there was a there was an energy in me that really wanted to prove a point that Asians were not what we were made to be in the media, and I always felt like I always like thought, oh, the media is the problem. You know, the media is painting us this way, and so therefore people are treating us this way, and um, and so then you know I get to my high school years, I decided I want to do film, I want to get into the 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 core the the heart of it, which is to tell stories and to tell proper stories, proper Asian American stories that actually depict, you know, what it feels like to be Asian American, right? And, uh, you know, move out to LA and join up with JK Films. And, you know, like they, they were just doing, the, they were doing exactly what I wanted to do, which was fighting against all the negative stereotypes with, you know, by creating new stereotypes, you know, by creating like, you know, like we want to really push on the opposite end of the spectrum make make asian men super machismo and and have a certain you know quality that you'll never see in yeah mainstream media. and i think that was the great thing about youtube because like yeah like in mainstream hollywood and media they didn't give that platform to asian americans but i think youtube really birthed that um asian american movement like with jk um when I was younger, I was really into, uh, I, I can't say his new name because I don't know how, but uh, like Timothy De La Ghetto. Oh, uh, Chan Taransu. Yes, I, I can't say that. <laughs> but yeah, I used to I used to be into his uh, his music when he was known as Traffic. Yes, yeah, Like yes. him, uh, D-Pride, I used to listen to them a lot. And uh, D-Pride, yeah, all the, all the rappers. Yeah, they made all me the feel Asian cool rappers. because like- Dumbfounded. Um, dumbfounded, yeah, because uh, when I was in middle school, like I, we were talking about earlier, I wasn't, we didn't have too many Asians and um, in our middle school at that time because of the rezoning and stuff. But um, I was like really into basketball. So like I was really into like black culture and like hip hop and stuff. So like seeing those guys do their thing on YouTube was uh, was uh, very empowering for me, you know. So they, they really like broke a barrier of like of something that didn't exist before. Yeah, like it kind of like gave you a little confidence, right? Gave you mm -hmm. a little strength, you know, day to day and the kind of like understanding who you are and who you could be, you know, because like, I think I think we humans are stupid, right? I think I think all humans are stupid. We, the best thing we can do is possible is, is the best thing we do is to model ourselves after something or someone, right? And that's all we do. It's monkey see, monkey do. It's like I wear this shirt because I saw some other dude wearing a shirt like this, and I thought, hey, that looked pretty good. I'll I'll buy this shirt and I'll wear it. I'll do my hair like this because I thought. Hey, that dude over there with that hair looked fantastic. I'll do my hair like this too. And so when when you're looking for things to emulate, when you're looking for ideals to kind of like fulfill yourself to become, like you're looking for something that, you know, you kind of you feel like you can fit into, you know? And you know, there's certain things that you're like, "Oh, I don't think I fit into that." You just kind of feel it. And I think without without having the representation of media, without having something to kind of copy, I guess, 
uh, I think, you know, Asian youth can be kind of confusing, you know, because I think in our era, I feel like it was either you either join with the white people or you join with the black people. You know, you're either the hip hop dude, you're the Asian dude with the cornrows, you know, and you you play <laughs> basketball. I know you didn't have cornrows, but like, yeah. but like, you know, like you either hung out with the black crowd and you you identify that way, or you were like the Asian emo guy with like that hung out with the white kids, the skaters, and 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 yeah. did that stuff. You know, you know so what that like, reminds me of? Remember Good. back then? I remember um, it was like more your time, but that Asian pride, that got rice song. Yeah, that that's so nostalgic. I love that song. It's still cool to this day. It's, it's, it's actually good. I liked it. It's a I banger. It a I mean, I like the I like the beat. I like the the changes. Yeah, uh, instrumental. It's, yeah. it's a good instrumental. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, but that uh, was one like of the, the that, that was the start of uh, Asian pride. And uh, was it tie my shoe? <laughs> tie my shoe was the same. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like the the godfathers of the Asian American. Yeah, I've always wondered what happened really. to those guys. Like they must be like I don't know forty something now. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say, oh yeah, I don't, I don't feel that, I don't feel that, that drive what, anymore. What do you feel that. like changed to make you not feel that drive anymore? I getting older. I okay. think getting older has a big part of it, and it's not so much the Asian American, or it's not it's so much the media representation that is the problem. Because like when I was younger, I was thought it was the media that was the problem. But as I get older, I'm like, wait, well, media is still the problem, but a lot of it's also like how we live our lives. Like representation d- doesn't just mean media. Representation means us living life too and us being the examples of Asian representation in real life. You know, like if I meet someone and I talk to someone, say that's not Asian, I'm communicating to them Asian representation. That's right? true, yeah. We are all so Asian representation. Yeah, so therefore, by just living life itself, by being the best versions of ourselves, if you want to see a more uh, charismatic leading man in Asian media, why don't we start living our lives like that and stop waiting around for media to tell us that we can be leading men, you know, be be cooler or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like and I think people are doing that though. You know, and I think by having more people doing that, like how many buff Asians have you seen lately? You know, I mean a lot. Asians are fucking buff now. I yeah. mean I don't know where the fuck they came from, but there was a time when Asian guys were all scrawny and then like fast forward ten years later, I'm like, all Asian dudes are like buff and gigantic now. So yeah, like there's there's people are are changing and i think the dialogue is changing because yeah we're the live life of asians day to day now is creating yeah, that it, new and representation the, and the people that you interact with in real life you're gonna have a much bigger impact on them than somebody on tv would you know some some stupid tv show yeah, yeah exactly and people yeah. know i feel like people know like oh that was a tv show it was funny whatever but you know, yeah, like all the Asian types I know in real life, mm-hmm. they're not like that. Like stereotypes do exist for a reason, you know. To some degree, I think they're true, but they're stereotypes. You know, that doesn't mean that it it applies to everything. With that said, you know, it's like, is art imitating life or is life imitating art? Are we imitating the stuff we see on TV? Yes, but is TV also imitating what what is, is actually happening in the world? You know, and it's, that, that's also yes. And so, like, sometimes, if you want to see the sometimes change, there's an agenda. <laughs> some, oh, there's the conspiracy, brother. I know. I don't think that's conspiracy. Uh, there's definitely, you know, stuff that they want to push, and um, perhaps, they they perhaps. try to manipulate 
culture as well. Like news coverage over Asian American stuff, you know, like the yeah. shooting, for example. I'm like, like last week I was saying like, I'll be interesting to see how it plays out because in terms of the coverage, in terms of like how they cover it, how long they cover it, uh, you know, sometimes they just kind of sweep yeah. it aside. How is it like, now? Awesome. Honestly, I haven't really been keeping up with the news. Is it still? Me, me either. I got busy this week, so uh, I don't even same know. Same here. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, I don't know, to hammer my point back, I was like, I don't know, I don't I don't care as much, I guess, with um, Asian American representation as much as I used to. I mean, I still care well, for it, sure. It, but like, it is a lot I'm better before, than it, I was, it, it is a lot yeah, better now yeah. than it was it's improved. before. It's improved. So it's like, yeah. oh, well, you know, it's better now. Uh, it's good and, you know, it's like, it's fine. You know, I don't need to keep yeah, yeah. pushing as hard. But like what really yeah, did but before, upset me, I was like, I was like radicalized before, you know well, what I mean? Which I, was I understand. Like, I was, I was, I was understand the hill it. I chose to die on. I understand it because like, um, what really upset me, well, I mean, I wasn't like, I didn't have my panties in a bunch, but what I thought was really stupid was that Dragon Ball Z movie or Dragon Ball whatever movie and oh, Avatar. Yeah, yeah, see, things like that do piss me it's off It's like too, they yeah. chose to cast white people to play they strictly very, like, very obvious Asian roles. And like yeah. that kind of pissed me off. I was like this. Well, you know what? Dragon Ball Z, if playing devil's advocate, I think you could argue the opposite because you're going to need someone to go Super Saiyan and Super Saiyans look like white people, don't they? They turn you're Aryan right. on you. You're they, right. You're gold right, hair. But, but that, they, they have that, the they have that kanji eyes. on the back of their, uh, of the back of his, um, his outfit and it's the chinese writing yeah it's like it's obvious yeah, 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 goku yeah. is i know he's an alien but he's obviously asian he's eating rice yeah, like yeah, an yeah. asian he's asian <laughs> yeah 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 true but true. um you know they got cgi and stuff they can always make an asian guy look kind of white i guess <laughs> yeah they can i mean the, you ever seen the james bond movie where uh it's a pierce brosnan james bond movie where the bad guy was a korean dude and he was trying to like uh get away with the crime and he was trying to have plastic surgery to change his ethnicity into a white guy, but he mm. was only halfway through his surgery uh, in the movie when James Bond caught up to him or whatever, so he had to be on the run. So then he, for funny. the whole rest of the movie, he was just like this half Asian, half white looking- That's funny, I have to watch Mid-surgical procedure yeah. villain. I, yeah, I, was, was I was really young when uh, those series of James Bond came out. So I, I, I've seen some of them, at least like, was it Goldfinger, Gold, whatever? Oh, that that's or is that uh, awesome? Uh, no, powers? no, no. Gold, Golden Eye, Golden Eye, Gold, yeah. Golden Finger was awesome powers. But yeah, I've seen a few of those. Yeah. I just don't remember. No, that's Gold Member. Gold Finger is nineteen uh, sixties oh. James Bond. Okay, yeah, it's like the very the what early, was awesome early, early powers ones. is called then because he, he he made fun of Gold Member. I don't know. Isn't it Gold Member? I think his was Gold Finger. Because it sounds the silliest. Gold Finger. No, Gold Finger is no? nineteen sixty four James Bond. Okay, I think I it's Gold it. Member. I have it all wrong then. Gold member, yes. Gold okay. member's Austin right. Powers. Well, there you go. That's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. I remember the most because that's the most recent. <laughs> Gold, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, was it hard for you to date when you were younger? Because we're both married, so we're not like, it's not like we're dating now. But I like, would say so a little bit. I, I think mostly for me, I, I probably had a, like my confidence wasn't that high because I'm also really short. You know, I'm like 5'3". Yeah. So yeah. it's also like my... Uh, my uh, Muggsy Bogues height, man. Yeah, my, one my, of the best pool, NBA players ever. My pool of girls that I could like, uh, that I could flirt with, and you know, try to go after was also much smaller too, because you know, stereotypically, you know, girls don't like to date guys shorter than them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that 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 is kind of tough. I wouldn't, you know, maybe it was more of an internal thing, you know, like 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's sure. like it's just your own self confidence and stuff. And, but there's um, definitely a few girls out there that are totally like, and they'll they'll like wear it on their sleeve. Like I don't like short guys, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what constitutes short exactly? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I see tweets like, sometimes. They're like, oh, I don't want to date anyone less than six feet or something. I'm like, Dang, I'm like that. You just you just like narrowed it down to like a very small percentage of men. Like there's, I think the average height is five nine, right? Yeah. So the average dude is too short for, for yeah. these girls. But like, I mean, okay, you, you're just if you're a good you're looking, looking girl, for a basketball player. I guess if you're a good looking girl, it's probably not an issue. You know, probably, probably. I mean, I mean, hey, if you can pick, why not? You know, yeah. if you're in the position to to be choosy and picky, and you can get away with it, more power to you. Yeah, more power to you. I would I would love to be in those positions in all aspects of my life because <laughs> I just think that would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean. It was, yeah, I would say it's hard, but you know, I don't know. It's not that hard at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, you know what? We've never talked about dating, you and I. Yeah. Like when, when, like, so me and Carrie, we grew up together. We're really close. Not in age, we're five years apart. But yeah. We're, we're really close growing up in terms of like just hanging out with each other. Like as an older brother, I always made sure he was like included in everything that I did as much as I could, I guess. And, um, and when I left for college, that's kind of like when we kind of stopped keeping up with each other. As yeah, much. I mean, I think you, we tried moved, a little bit here and there. You moved to Orlando, and yeah, I, I moved mean, to Orlando for just, film school. And you're and really bad at texting. You're very bad. I at suck texting. at communicating. Yeah, you're better I think now. I've gotten, you're better now. I'm way Probably better now. All thanks to Tiff. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my wife has radically changed who I am for the better as well. I yeah, think, you know, before I was like this, like. Uh, introverted uh like artist type of personality that needed to feel like there's a chip on my shoulder and and if the chip on my shoulder was gone then the art would be gone and the drive for everything like so bringing it back to the asian american thing that i was talking about like i needed that chip on my shoulder to kind of push me forward in this artistic endeavor that i was in and it's like this really like the artist struggle the artist struggle, yeah. But it's like this, like you kind of put yourself in the position to be kind of miserable, you know? And I'm like, and as you get older, you kind of like look at that and you're like, that's just like some teenage angst, you know? And you're like, at some point you got to grow past that, you know? At some point you got to go, yeah, sure. You're working through some shit when you're younger, but dude, what is the ultimate goal in life? What, happiness? Like, what are you trying to, what are you after, you know? And like, get your shit together you know yeah. like is this really you know is this you're gonna be miserable for the rest of your life because like there's no equality in what you see in asian representation that's really what you know you're gonna make your life all that's about that's the hill you're like, gonna die on <laughs> yeah it was before now that i get older i'm like not really i got i got a baby now and you know got a house you know i'm like i got i got some just regular people shit to worry about and you know what? I love that regular people shit. You know, like I, I, I love it so much. You know, I love my son so much. I'm like, he's the hill I'm going to choose to die on. Like, I am going to protect and nurture this baby the best that I can. I don't have room to be like Asian this, Asian that anymore, you know? But I'm, I'm, I'm rooting. I'm rooting from the sidelines now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess that's kind of how I feel about that. Um, but yeah, anyways, dating. You and I both ended up dating Latinas. Yes, you we and I did. both ended up marrying Mexican women. We did. How did that happen? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. Are know. Are you attracted to to Hispanic women 
I will Maryland? say yes. I will admit it. Yeah, I am. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Especially being in I Texas, and then you know you're from Texas, and then also California. There's just so California. many Hispanic people. It's like half the population, and I've I've met That's a true. lot. I always, of, I've met a lot of people who are like a Asian Hispanic duo too. It's, it's pretty. Have common. you noticed that? Yeah. Have you noticed that? Right. Like it's. Yeah. I feel like there's an in the last like. I don't know, 10 years maybe. Cause it's been, I've, I've been seeing it for a while now too. I feel like the Asian, especially, especially this combination too, Asian guy, uh, Latin female. That yeah. combination is really prevalent now. Yeah, it is. And I've seen and it the other way you, around as well too. I've seen it the other way around. Yeah, I've definitely seen it the other way around. But I think it, it sticks out to me more the other uh, the, the way like that you and I are in terms of like mm -hmm. the Asian guy thing because like you know I I guess I, I we I'll forever carry this thing with me you know I guess uh, the whole Asian guy not being cool enough or not being sexy enough or whatever right it is kind of cool because I remember uh, growing up like um, and I don't and I'm, it's not a blanket statement but I just remember there was like like a lot of Asian girls that didn't want to date Asian guys you know. Yeah, 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 they I saw they, that they a lot. wanted they wanted the white dick. Yeah, because they yeah. thought Asian guys were like, oh, whatever, you know. Yeah, and that and, went to our uh, whole point with the stuff we were talking about earlier, really. Yeah, it feeds related. into the narrative. Do you think uh, that drove you to not date Asian girls? I don't know. I was like, oh, oh, you gonna not date me? Oh, oh I'm not gonna date you either. Uh, <laughs> it could have been like subconsciously. It's not something. Yeah, it's, it, I didn't have that voice in my head like that. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe subconsciously. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, like some like Asian red pill thing, right? It's like, yeah. Oh, you you don't you don't like me? Oh, oh actually, I, I, I imagine the, the the red pill guy to be more like, oh, you're not gonna date me, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna that, date you. That voice is more like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh i don't know i don't know it's been a long time because my other relationship you know before uh you know my wife now was also a latina and mm -hmm. uh it's just been so long like i haven't even thought about how i thought about you know relationships and stuff like that yeah you me know? neither when, you, when I, you're honestly in relationships for so long like in you know single relationship um yeah, like you just kind of don't think about that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I always thought it was, uh, you know, interesting that you and I both married Mexicans and then our dad opened and operates a uh, a, a Latin club. Yeah. You know, or a Latin yeah. establishment for nightlife. Yeah, so uh, our dad, he was, he's very, well, I guess not so much anymore. He is getting a little older, but... He was really into salsa dancing, and he told me it was because um, we remember that cruise ship that we went to back in two thousand two, two thousand three. Supposedly, apparently, I don't know. I was too young to really know anything, but apparently, our dad he took a salsa class on the cruise ship, and that's what got him interested in uh, dancing salsa as a hobby. And so yeah. uh, he was always a part of this like dance studio in Dallas, and um, you know he went to like perform at shows, things like that made friends there and um that led him to wanting to open up a an establishment uh with salsa dancing and stuff like that so mm. that's uh that's where he got his idea for salsera cafe salsera and uh, that's where we are now but the funny yeah. thing is is that we don't play that much salsa there um 
because you know we're in uh, we're in Deep Ellum, which is like a very like bar hopping um, neighborhood of Dallas. Um, if yeah, you're, if you're in Dallas, you know what Deep Ellum is. This is where everybody yeah. goes to get shit faced and party, and it's very fun, very eclectic. Um, but it's also mostly younger people there, and younger people don't typically uh, don't fuck with the salsa. Yeah, no, it, it's a very skilled dance. So you like you got to take a few lessons to really. Uh, know how to dance to it and um yeah most people just try to booty bump you know grind or whatever twerk all that kind of stuff you saying twerking is not a skill to dance <laughs> <laughs> well you know I, I can't i can't twerk i'm like i'm sure give me some lessons on how to twerk <laughs> yeah, well, i don't want to twerk but uh but yeah yeah okay. you can That's argue playing. twerking is a, yeah, is a yeah, skill yeah. To dance, i know what you mean yeah. though. like there, there's steps to salsa and like it's uh like you gotta mem- memorize. You gotta like know you have the to steps. actually memorize it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But you um, create the muscle memory for those steps. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, most younger people they like reggaeton music. So, predominantly like Bad Bunny. You know, uh, that's that's yeah. the kind of music we play there mostly. You know, we play a Dude, little I, bit. Of I'm low key. I'm a huge Bad Bunny fan. Really? You yeah, know, like I, I, I've really been listening to this uh, this new artist from Puerto Rico. Her name is Young Miko, and I think she's gonna be like. The new hot thing. The next big thing. I think okay. so. In the next, next, in the next Young few years. Young Miko. 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 N i k o. Miko. M as in uh, Molly. Like like M. a Japanese name. Yeah, yeah. It sounds Japanese. Appropriation. She, uh, God she, I think she it. predominantly raps, and, but she knows okay. a good amount of English, so she'll like throw in some like line, like you know, a few lines in there in English or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel I like Puerto Rican. Like she would translate very well in the in the American English. market. Yeah, 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 I think I think most Puerto Ricans speak. I don't know because I I never hear a bad bunny English. speak English. I think he can though. Maybe I think he just doesn't use it. I don't know. Maybe I don't know because when I went to Puerto Rico, I went to Puerto Rico a couple years ago before pandemic. They everyone spoke Spanish. I mean not Spanish. Everyone did speak Spanish, but they everyone spoke <laughs> English and like good English too. It's like the kind of English you would hear. I mean honestly, if you go to Puerto Rico and you just close your eyes. It would just sound like you're in Miami. <laughs> That's true. Like in there's Miami, a lot of Spanish, lots of Spanish. In Miami, and there's whole neighborhoods where they only speak Spanish, yeah, right? Yeah, I've heard that. But about you know Miami. English, though, you know, and and you, it's not, un, it's not weird to hear English. And I think in Puerto Rico, to me, that's that. My experience in Puerto Rico was like that. It wasn't weird to hear English, hmm. and uh, most everyone. And the, I mean, they're they're also a. a what U.S. is it U.S. territory? U.S. territory, yeah, it? yeah, U.S. territory. So. They they can come back and forth like it's you know any yeah. any domestic flight, but yeah. So it is pretty uh, ironic that you know we own like a Latin establishment, and actually that reminds me, I need to text back our DJ. He just texted me. He's like, Carrie, what song should I play next? He's saying Bad that Bunny our or Young Miko. Our, uh, well, I don't I don't hear her here, but I just heard her on a Spotify playlist once. And uh, uh, I was like, I like this, I like the song. And then I just checked her out, and she raps mostly, but I think I think I she'll see. I think she'll be the next big thing. You know what? Uh, uh, Latin American artist I really like right now is uh, Tiff discovered her on on her her playlist or whatever. Uh, Maye is her name, M A Y E, I believe, and. Not not party music. It's not like you're not gonna be twerking to her music. Her music's more like sensual, like chill, loungy type stuff. A little bit of funk to it. Yeah. And um, it 
I don't know. I like her stuff. Her, her stuff. Okay, nice. I'll check it out. You know yeah, what? Another nice thought I've had, and I, I've i never talked to you about it with anybody. I might have told Diana, but I think it's so weird that Mexican people don't do reggaeton. They love yeah. listening to it. Like at, at our place, like it is mostly Mexicans there, but all they listen to, well, not all they listen to, but the most popular thing for them is still reggaeton, which is mostly Puerto Ricans. It's it's pretty much yeah. it's Puerto Rican the, the, music. The reggaeton sound does not come out of Mexico. Like yeah. there's no copycat. No, artist yeah, you would think so. Like, there's no like you know like uh, hip hop. You know was like black culture music, and then you got like Eminem. You know, rapping and like becoming like one of the biggest hip hop artists. Yeah. But there's was, there's no Mexican big, artist. A big appro- uh, appropriation artist. Yeah, but yes. I, I've, I've never there's no like Mexican artists that took the sounds of Puerto um, reggaeton. Excuse me. Uh, reggaeton yeah and like owned it you know what i mean and i just think yeah. that's so weird i feel like it- i think it, it is weird I, I i tried looking up uh i got you know like i have a son now he's half mexican and i've always wanted to learn spanish too uh because with tiff i'm like ah man it's a shame like we've been together for 10 years and i haven't learned a lick of spanish <laughs> i just i still know the shit i learned in high school and like the only spanish walked away one. knowing the words zapatos <laughs> and that's about it you know i'm like god damn shoes? i don't have to say shoes that's the one thing you yeah that's say. it you know I, I know a lot more now but like it's it's just literally the kind of stuff you say in short passing at home you know but mm-hmm. I, if i can't have a conversation oh yeah and uh, i just know like tidbits here and there just to try to like right. communicate you know and so i thought I mean, if i listen to more uh spanish music i can maybe somehow learn more spanish right that's that's the logic there and you know i'm trying to find songs that i like listening to and you know i'm like okay well let me let's start in in mexico like you know let's let's see what mexico has to offer and yeah like by and large it's still very like there's a lot of folky music so they like like, they like cumbia guitar uh cumbia uh, like there's mexican rock banda banda banda. yeah i do not like banda (laughs) yeah and so there's not a whole lot of like urban sounds you know i guess like yeah. like, like not, nothing like dj even like they're like norteños all... norteños or whatever it's like yeah, gangster yeah, yeah. music but it's like but it's guitar yeah acustic guitar it's like country but, yeah you know i don't know it's like it's own there, there's thing. this norteño artist i really like too it's a little girl who sings uh with her brothers and like she's talking like she she usually sings from the perspective of a man like like it's it's weird like she's a little girl but she sings from the perspective of a man cool, and she yeah. sings about heartbreak and stuff like that and it's phenomenal i can't think of her name right now but i i, I don't know never mind i, I gotta stop talking about n- naming artists and stuff that i can't name yeah it goes nowhere yeah, yeah if we're butchering anything about hispanic music or anything excuse us because we don't really know that much <laughs> we are newly minted enthusiasts of uh, Hispanic music. Yeah, exactly. Have some patience with us. Yeah, we think your culture is fantastic. Just <laughs> lots of bright sounds and fun, very fun festive. language. Very festive. It's very opposite <laughs> of um, of our culture. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's one thing about being with Tiff that I have found like the intersectionality of our relationship has been that. Like I'm such a boring person compared to her, where she's just a very vibrant person, and like she, you know, she wears her emotions on her sleeve. Uh, she'll say it like it is, and like she, you know, she just like 
likes adventures. She likes to go out and do stuff. And, you know, like, you know, she wants to dance around the house. And he's like, oh, we got to play music. And I'm like, no, I, can't. I think we just need some quietness right now. Let me just focus on something, you know? And I'm like the opposite of that. I'm like, I'm just like very internal. Kind of the same thing on my end too, you know? Um, yeah. Much more festive than we are. I like to dance yeah. and, you know, listen to loud music. And I like that too sometimes. But yeah, it's very different. And uh, definitely with our like interrelation, inter, what is it? Interracial, interracial relationship. Yes. It uh, yes. it comes up a lot, you know, like we have our yeah. little like clashes and stuff. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, well, one thing, you know, like her being woman, you know, us being male, there's already some differences there. And yeah. just women no, I'm <laughs> and how we think and process things. It is different. And then yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And on top of and that, then you have, like, or the culture, culture, yeah. Yeah, the culture. Like Asian culture yeah. is very like much more reserved, uh, much more like kind of conservative, I would say. Um, yeah. We're just more quiet people overall. And uh, I, well, I will say uh, Vietnamese people, they they like to party from from my yeah. experiences. South Asians, South, yeah. like Vietnamese, uh, Laos, uh, Cambodians, Filipinos. Yeah. Yeah, Cambodians. Yeah, they 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 get a little. They they're more rowdier than their northern northern neighbors. Yeah, the Chinese and the and the Koreans and the Japanese. I, mean, I don't know. Koreans are pretty. Koreans can drink. I guess that that the Korean culture is that they drink a lot. Yeah, and okay. when they do drink, they can get pretty rowdy. That's true. I mean, I would still say all Asian cultures, they have the people that are really rowdy. Like when we went to our uh, cousin's wedding. That was something I've never seen before coming from Hong Kong, Hong Kong people. people. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, yeah, just like, I guess stereotypically speaking, you know, we are more conservative, reserved, um, not as outgoing overall, which all ties back to those stereotypes we were talking about. But I tell um, you what the good thing is about like, like at least you and me, like being inter interrelation, interracial relationships. I do think that by being in a relationship with a Latina, like the polar opposite of a, you know, Chinese culture person. Uh, I think the it balances each other out. Yes. You know? Yeah. One of the things that I feel like I walk away with in terms of my experience with interracial relationships is that you get to learn not just the culture thing, like, you know, oh yeah, it's one thing to learn about Mexican culture, you know, and like trying to embrace that as my own, which I, you know, I think I have, you know, more or less embraced a lot of it in a sense of like having it feel like home to me. Like when I go to like a, you know, Mexican restaurant or I'm with Tiff's family and like just hearing the, the Spanish and all that's so like the, the, I don't know, the energy that it, it exudes, I do find it very comforting now, you know, like, cause before I think when, when I first started dating, it, it was like so foreign and so like, oh, I, I don't know how to respond in some of these situations or like, you know, like, you know, you're just kind of like on edge a little bit, right? Because it's just so, it's so different. Now I'm like, oh yeah, that's just, you know, that's just how, you know, like, I, I, I don't know, I just feel way more at home. I, I, yeah. I wish I could speak I guess, Spanish. Yeah, but, I guess. You know, aside from not speaking Spanish, like, you know, just the mannerisms and like, I, I can kind of like feel and vibe it out and like, but all right, cool, this, yeah. is, this is chill for me. Yeah, it's just very typical to hear Spanish for me. Like I, I don't know Spanish like that either, but yeah, it doesn't feel weird being around, you know, a bunch of Spanish. Intersectionality, I feel like gets a bad rep uh, in the media because a lot of times, you know, it's like, it's like how it doesn't work, you know? It's like, oh, 
racial tensions and things like that. I'm like, you gotta hold on. You gotta right tell places. me what intersectionality is, because I've heard that word, but definition wise, I don't really know what that means. Uh, I don't even know either. Maybe I'm using it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So intersectionality for everyone that doesn't know, including us. The interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender as they apply to a given individual or group regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. Uh, Even the the definition is confusing. (laughs) It just sounds like America to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, we, we live in intersectionality. Yeah. Did you hear about the Korean celebrities getting like hate? for posting uh chinese new year but instead of saying the word chinese new year they said happy lunar new year Mm -mm. and then like i guess it was a a a large enough population of chinese users on whatever social medias but they started like hitting back at the korean celebrities saying like uh you're appropriating chinese new year you should call it by what it is it is in fact a chinese cultural heritage holiday so call it chinese new year why are you calling it lunar new year that is disrespectful to chinese people and it became a bit large enough thing where like uh some korean celebrities had to like apologize for using lunar new year to the chinese fan base and then while other other uh korean celebrities were getting flack from korean fans because they oh, went man. ahead and said happy chinese new it was year like, damn if you do then, damn if you don't Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I guess that 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 actually is intersectionality. That that is uh, the internet itself is intersectionality in the sense that now you have like different cultures kind of overlapping in this shared space of of the inter- internet now. So weird. It's, it reminds me of the whole uh, Korean pear thing. You ever come across like a box of pears at a supermarket? They say Korean pears on the description or the name? Yeah, they, they say Korean pears, but if you look up on, on the internet, there's more general terms for it, like like uh, they call it the apple pear. Or if you want to be more inclusive, they call it the Asian pear. And the same pear, you can call it Korean pear, Chinese pear, Japanese pear. So it's, it, <laughs> it's, it, it, they, exist in, it's hilarious. they exist across all of... It Asia, exists basically. across all Asia, yeah, and it's it's. I guess uh, if you want to put a, a a a culture behind it, then Asian pear I think might be the most applicable here. Uh, yeah, because it's more broad. But if you want to leave the culture thing out, then I think people call it apple pears because it looks like okay. an apple. It looks like a gigantic golden apple, uh, but it's in fact oh, a pear. Okay, I know which um, ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I just find like that reminded me the whole. Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year thing where like ethnicities are being upset with each other. I'm like, there's the Korean pear. Like no one complains about the pear. You know, like in my mind when I see it, I think about like why you have to call it the Korean pear. I guess it's from Korea. Sure, I get it, you know. But then, you know, when it comes to the Chinese New Year thing, Lunar New Year thing, people are like, just it, people are so touchy about certain topics. But if you take the philosophical approach, it's like, this is applied in multiple areas of life, and yet no one really makes a big fuss about it, you know? I think it's just weird. Yeah, I can't say I have much of an opinion on that. I, uh, it doesn't matter to me. Like, none of it offends me. If you want to call it new Lunar New Year, whatever. Chinese New Year, whatever. Yeah, ultimately, whatever floats your boat. Ultimately, if you look at the history of Lunar New Year, it's going to refer back to the Chinese, right? <laughs> well, speaking of Asian on Asian hate, the latest shootings, uh, we can talk about that because we talked about it from last, yeah. uh, last time. Uh, there's a second shooting 
And when I first heard about it, I thought, what the fuck? Is this a copycat? Is this a, is this a copycat of the, the Monterey Park shooting? Because older Asian man, gun, multiple victims, uh, and mainly Asian targets. Other Asian people died. That's wild. And also, he he shot up two different locations. Oh, he, he went did? went to a mushroom farm. He worked there, shot didn't up a he, few right? People. Yeah, That's he what went I to heard. His, his work, okay. his, the mushroom farm. He shot up the mushroom farm. Then he went to another place. It's like the loading dock of a trucking, or like a truck thing. I don't Is know, it related some, to the mushroom warehouse? farm? I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing it's related. And he shot that place up too. Okay, so how many dead and, from all that? Oh, crap, seven? I don't okay. remember. Yeah, I think I saw. I'm not the like news, that. but I think I think it's like seven or something. It's it's a little less than than eleven, which is the number from from Monterey Park. Seven eleven, crazy. But seven eleven. Yeah, I don't know. Like, my first my first response to that, without like hearing anything else, I was like, "There's a conspiracy here. This is like an identical crime. Who was like sabotaging the brains of older Asian men, telling that's them to the take guns part, and shooting up places? You know, yeah, that's my initial thought. Asian and they're both you know like retirement age that's just like the weirdest thing and all within like a week it's just such a weird coincidence that it's so identical and so close to each other uh in terms of hap- you know timing you know it's just a few days yeah i don't i don't really know it's it is super weird um but obviously you know trying to push more you know uh gun bans and uh, ban- you know uh banning guns and Things like that, more regulation, more gun control. Um, so the only thing I yeah, can think of, like, I don't, I don't, more... I don't want to undermine any of the victims or anything like that. But it's just, it's just so weird that these two identical crimes happen so close together, within yeah. a very. I guess big... we can't really call it identical. Like it's well, yeah, not like identical. identical, but like there's, yeah. a, there's a high amount of similarities between the two of them that it's just that just fishy. makes it feel really yeah. weird. I don't know. I mean, coincidences um, do happen, but it's yeah, just very odd to me. And uh, so now, yeah. like the, I think the the um, some lawmaker in California, they're trying to, they're proposing, or who's it, Diane Feinstein? I don't know who she is, but she's a very famous politician. But she's proposing a new uh, bill to ban assault pistols, which to me is very funny. Uh, so I am like a two way advocate. I do, I do have some guns. I, I, I do believe that we we should have the right to, you know, arm ourselves, protect ourselves. And um, they're trying to ban assault pistols, which makes no sense because a lot of people, uh, it's like the same thing with the assault rifle. Um, there's no, assault rifle doesn't really mean anything, you know, because as far as guns are concerned, there's automatic guns or like automatic rifle and then semi-auto, you know, same thing with pistols. There is automatic pistols and there's semi-auto uh, pistols. So automatic is when, I'm not gonna. I'm not like a gun expert. I do. I do like them, but like you can't. I can't answer everything about it. You know, I, just, I like it on the surface level, mm-hmm. mainly. But um, you know, on an automatic weapon, if you were to pull the trigger and hold it down, it would keep firing until the magazine's out of uh, ammo. With a semi-auto, you have to pull it each time to fire, and so mm-hmm. automatic guns are already illegal and banned. Like you're not allowed to own one um, unless if it's like you have one that was built or manufactured before the ban happened. So like it's kind of grandfathered in. 
you can ha- you can own mm. that. But those are very expensive if you were to buy one of those. Like, I don't know how much, but you had to be very wealthy to afford one that was built or manufactured before the ban. And uh, so automatic weapons are already illegal. Rifles, pistols, whatever, you name it. You can't have a, a new one like that. You can modify your gun to be automatic, but that if you get caught with that, that's it's illegal. You know, you're going to get a felony. You're going to do some time in prison, whatever. Um, so don't do that. And so the fact that they're trying to ban assault pistols doesn't make any sense, you know? Ultimately, they're just trying to they're just trying to ban pistols. You can mm-hmm. talk about like the size of a magazine, you know, like how many how many um, bullets a magazine can hold. And I think California is very already very strict on that. And so um, it's just weird, you know. They're just making up these terms, trying to um, instill fear. So in, basically, are you saying that they're going to try and make all guns illegal? I mean, ultimately, in California by way of all this. Yeah, I, I don't. Diane Feinstein. I don't know if she's a federal politician or a Californian. I don't know. I just saw the headline. Um, I heard her name before though, but ultimately they are moving towards that. You know, in the grand scheme of things, they can't do it overnight. It's going to happen incident after incident they're gonna you know keep moving the goalposts towards banning everything completely um but yeah so trying to ban assault pistols makes no sense because automatic pistols already illegal and then all you have left is semi-auto so Mm -hmm. assault pistol really just means pistols i'm guessing you know like they just threw a word in front of a pistol and so uh, yeah to me they're just moving towards banning all guns and which if you really want to break it down and really try to uh, protect Asians, I, I know in this case, you know, it was an Asian on Asian thing. But if you really want to protect Asians and all people, you know, I think we should exercise our right to, uh, you know, be law-abiding citizens in uh, gun ownership. You know, I mm-hmm. actually I got into guns because of an older Asian guy. Um, there is this mm-hmm. um, there's this fall place that opened up, um, you know, around here. And uh, the guy who opened it, he was, he's from Houston. He, uh, him and his family, like, you know, large family business, they own several restaurants in Houston, but they were trying to open one in Dallas, uh, just trying to expand. Um, They're no longer there. I hadn't really spoken to that guy in a while. Like I haven't, last time I saw him at the restaurant was the last time I saw him, you know. Um, But he was the one that actually got me into firearms. Um, He was like a competition shooter. Like he would go to competitions and, that's yeah cool. like he was really uh, into guns and um yeah 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 you know he uh, I, I feel like people people think oh you're into guns because you're you're advocating violence or whatever right like yeah. that's i feel like that there's a there's a assumption right mm-hmm. that if you're into guns you're 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 advocating for violence and i feel like that's that's a bit of a stretch you know to yeah. say that i feel yeah. like you know, i don't i'm not a gun owner myself i'm I, i'm not really into guns mm-hmm. at all I have no interest in buying a gun, but I could advocate for gun owners in a sense. I can understand why you could be interested in in, in guns in a sense of like you're trying to develop a skill. Yeah. You know? I, it's like and so, if, you, and, if you took mm-hmm. up archery, is there a difference between, you know, taking up archery and learning how to fire upon a target with the bow and arrow versus, you know, with a gun? Yeah. I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're trying to destroy whatever you're shooting at. So... You know, um, but so I don't look at it as like an assault weapon. I think of, for me, I think of it as a protection weapon, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like I have guns because if there is an intruder in my house, 
I want to make sure that I have the option to protect myself. If someone had broken into my house, I don't want to shoot anybody. God forbid, like that's the worst situation is to actually shoot somebody. Um, but if it was between me or him or, you know, him and, you know, my wife or family, like I want to choose him, you know. He's easy, easy. Yeah. yeah easy to say. And, and, and um, yeah, so anyways, going back to the, the Asian, uh, that Asian guy that uh, the restaurant owner, he also owns or him and his family also own like a jewelry store in Houston and they've been robbed before, you know. And so having a gun uh, at a business, it really protects you. It really thwarts the uh, the threat. Ultimately, nobody wants to shoot anybody. Like it's, I bet it's a very traumatic experience. You know, yeah, fuck that. You got to deal with police I, I, I reports. They're of- going to confiscate your gun. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to go through court, and it is terrible. And nobody wants to go through all that. But if it's a life or death situation, I prefer to choose life for myself than I'm protecting. I'm not trying yeah. to harm anybody because I want to harm them. And like he told me about the story where um, he had his aunt. His aunt was coming home from like chemotherapy or something. You know, they pulled up in the yeah. alleyway into their garage and uh, they had cameras all over their house. And and when she got out, there was this um, this guy, this black guy or whatever. And he just like snuck around and just sucker punched her and robbed her at her own mm-hmm. house. You know, so there are real threats out there. And, uh, you know, as uh, you know, with all the Asian hate and stuff that was happening, I mean, if you really wanted yeah. to minimize that situation we need to you know have the tools and resources to protect ourselves like protect. you know like back when the mm-hmm. rodney king uh riots like there's a, the big meme of the rooftop koreans it's just silly to you know and and yeah it would be great if we just lived in a, a society with no guns but i mean it's kind of too late like pandora's box is open you can't put the genie back in the bottle we have more guns than people in the u.s you know and that's the reality of it. Yeah. And that's not going to change. It sucks. But, you know, ultimately, it, it's, I find it hypocritical for politicians to try to ban guns because guess who's protecting them? Armed security, you know? So with, with guns, you yeah, don't say. Exactly. And so they're on this high <laughs> horse where they're like, oh, well, I have my protection. I have my armed security around me. But you little normies, you little peasants down there, you guys can't have guns because you guys aren't responsible enough for them. So these politicians, they're just—I don't know. They, there's there's something. They're else. not speaking from from a from a perspective that is relatable to us. They're speaking from their high horse perspective. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm, exactly. As long as I'm good. As yeah. Me and my as long as me and my family are safe. Yeah, fuck the rest of y'all. I don't know. Exactly, you know? and you know, and but and they it, put on that face. They put on the 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 smiley face and go, "We care about you." We need to get rid of all guns. It is a dangerous yeah, society. Yeah, and like, it's, I mean, I guess menacing. in these, in these cities where most of the Asian hate crimes are happening, uh, and unfortunately, they do have very strict gun laws. So the, the Asian people walking around, they are law-abiding citizens. So they're not going to be carrying a gun around them and getting in trouble. But these criminals, it, these laws don't stop criminals. Being a gun owner, it's legal to have a gun. But once you do shoot somebody, that becomes illegal. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just crazy to think that like a, a, a silly little law to ban a, a gun or whatever, carrying your gun is going to stop a criminal from committing crimes, you know. So these right, laws, right. what they're really doing is they're just harming law abiding citizens that yeah, I agree. would carry a gun if they're allowed to, 
to protect themselves, but now you're making it illegal for them, they are gonna listen and they're not gonna carry them, but guess who won't listen? It's gonna be the criminals, you know, so. Bad guys. I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. Um, but you know, like as far yeah. as like, you know, mass shooting and stuff, it. they're, they're terrible. It. Like I don't want them to happen. And I think that's a different conversation to have, you know? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people that kind of lump that, what you're saying about gun rights and then these mass shootings, I feel like they kind of lump it together into one big thing to solve. And I'm like, if you really break it down, it's like, it's, it's, two separate and here's another things. thing like when's the last i you know what i never looked this up on the internet but like when's the last time you heard about a mass shooting happening at like say a gun show yeah like the place where you have <laughs> the most guns doesn't it doesn't really happen yeah they're often. gonna choose places in fact in fact mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of guns actually a lot of shootings well, i don't know actually i don't I, I don't know i'll be speaking out of my ass yeah but, but i, I want to say most gun violence happens in like gun free zones bigger or, cities yeah. and, and where where they don't do guns yeah whereas yeah. areas with where they or like schools you guns know or, schools they are a gun free zone so there are no guns there uh yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. easy for the gunmen to just go in because they know well yeah because it's because it's a gun free zone yeah, yeah. they, they like, know i'm gonna okay, pick the place no where they can't here. defend themselves yeah, yeah. They're, they're not gonna go to a yeah they're not gonna go to a a gun uh expo yeah and try to shoot up a gun expo because everyone else is there like, yeah it's like you you know, will, like you're pointing a it, finger you point one finger you're gonna have multiple fingers pointing back at you that's what it's gonna be like at a gun show and like in the situation in uvalde that happened uh last year i think yeah like i don't know what what was up with the police but they took like an hour to like stop this gunman you know so yeah, it's like even too. then the police didn't were very effective in that situation and i don't have an answer for what would solve it all um and like do i think teachers should be able to carry guns i don't know maybe not i don't know you know but i just think uh, there just there just should be i don't a, know there it's... should just be a different conversation around it aside from just like trying to ban all guns is all i'm saying uh you know i think other other like gun tubers might have better answers to you know answer these questions i don't um but that's just you yeah. know what i think about it yeah i don't know i don't know about arming more people would be a solution either i they think have to be trained so i will say if you do decide to get a gun you should know how to use it you should be trained you should understand the consequences of using that weapon or that tool you know i'm not just advocating for anybody to get a gun like if you get one please learn as much as you can about it and get some training know how to use it know when to use it because in the situation when your adrenaline's running, you're not going to think the same as when you're just calmly shooting at a target uh, inside of a gun range. It's totally different. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, it's a very big gray area, and uh, I don't, I just don't think it's it's not a black and white situation for sure. Like this is the part where I I kind of lean more towards anti-gun mm -hmm. when I'm piss mad, you know, like when I'm just like I'm fucking pissed. I'm seeing red, you know, and I'm like. No one's gonna calm me down. Yeah, I, I I've been in situations where like you can't fucking calm me down right now. I will fucking break you, you know, and I will fucking or I will die trying, you know. Like like there's like that that just that blind yeah. rage. Yeah, moments. no, I totally get it. I can't even contain myself sometimes when I get into those moments, and I don't even have a weapon, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm armed with my fucking words, and I my words will cut. You know, my words will 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 do all the damage. Absolutely. And so to then say give normal people, allow normal people to have guns who are, they're not insane, you know, like they're not, they're, they're, they're mentally 
like okay in terms of like taking all the the mental health checks or whatever right mm-hmm. but then you have the situations where you're just blind mad you're just blind blind rage is taking over and if you know how to use a gun or you know like whatever yeah you know it's a hard it's a hard yeah, that's it's true. a hard debate yeah. but you know it's a hard debate i'm like i don't want to be around that person when if they know how to use yeah. a gun and they're near their gun and they're fucking pissed, you know, like, yeah. and, and I'm at, the, I'm at the opposite end of their anger. Like they're, they're directing their anger towards me. I'm like, well, peace out, man. I'll talk to you when you calm down. Yeah. You know? But I mean, you can use anything as a weapon, you know, like I know in uh, like London, they got like stabbings happening all the time, you know? Oh yeah. They rent, they rent a van. They just run, mow people over Exactly. The van. So, I mean. No. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's human nature. It's gray area. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking, the evil part of human nature. I will say that like the biggest gun advocates, you know, in the gun community, those are like the most calm people with guns. So it's like it's True. like the people who like kind of have a gun but aren't really into it. Like I feel like it's those people that will typically will and they barely it. know how to use it. They've only gone to the shooting range like once or twice. Like yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I would and say I feel like, like go play Call of Duty. I feel now. like those are the people most <laughs> likely to mishandle a gun. You know, I'm not super huge in the gun community, but I've been to a few events, and I will say those people are like the calmest people. You know, very friendly, and uh, I think they understand the consequences. You know, if something were to happen. Tough topic. Um, it's a tough yeah, topic. Yeah, and it, it's probably never going to have a good solution, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as me and my yeah. house, I will do what I can to protect me and my family. That's all I will say. Yeah. That's good. I like yeah. to hear that. I completely agree with you in terms of like needing to protect your family. Like, I, I don't, I may not agree with you on everything about guns, but I'm right there with you in terms oh, of protecting the family. Oh, I will say the, the, the movie. Or the TV shows, I would say, that really made me think that way is uh, watching The Purge. When I was watching The Purge, oh, yeah. I'm like... That, make, that, <laughs> that makes you want to have all sorts yeah, of shit. Like, I, like, want, you know, I, I want, want steel plate at windows yeah. that like, roll up, 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 and like, you know, like bolt down the door If and I had all the money in the world, I would totally do that to my house. I'll have like an underground bunker, like just fireproof home. You can't set my house on fire. Exactly. You can't gas me out. Yeah. You can't shoot down. You can't... You know, like you can't do nothing to me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, I, I when you said like you're gonna protect your family, like I can relate to that too. You can debate all sorts of different types of scenarios, you know, and different scenarios will make me lean one way or another over the other, right? And but when it comes down to the concept of protection and the concept of like, well, I, what am I really here doing? I want to make sure my family's okay. I, I I agree with you, you know, like like little Luca, like, you know, he turned one, by the way. Yeah, how was uh, his uh, birthday party? Or, or he didn't turn I, one, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah he's two days. Yeah. Two, two days shy of being one, yeah. but we just had his birthday party. And uh, How was that? That was fun. That was fun. It was, uh, yeah, like, so. Did you guys, like, rent out a place for that? No, we we uh, we rented canopies and, like, drapes and stuff, and we set up, like, a whole thing in our, like, community area okay and like uh, at the little like park area the park area yeah okay and so then and then we hired a cater taco catering which is really good by the way i i was it was a shooting shot in the dark because i was like i'd never uh hired a caterer before so i didn't know like what was good i thought oh maybe i should find catering from a restaurant or whatever but then the prices are a little more expensive than just getting a guy that just does catering i was like oh it's actually more cost effective just getting a guy that does catering and um, makes sense but i didn't never try this food 
I ended up find, finding a guy that was just like, uh, his tacos were phenomenal. We got some ceviche as well. And um, Tiff made a smash cake for Luca. Uh, is which that is the like, cake where uh, they get to destroy? Yeah, like the, the, uh, the first time I ever seen a smash cake was your smash cake. Oh, I was yeah. like five and you're like one or I was turning six and you're yeah, one. Yeah, I remember the, uh, the video that mom and dad had and I always remember them telling me that my poop was blue the next day. Yes, it, yes, yes, was it blue. was. <laughs> I remember seeing it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's funny. I, I, remember, I remember just staring at your poop for the longest time. You just couldn't fathom. I thought it was so yeah. weird. Yeah, I was like, That's blue poop. <laughs> Ironically, what's funny is, I, uh, I, not Isaac, Luca's uh, birthday cake was also blue. That's funny. But we went the natural route. So Tiff wanted to have a non-sweetened cake, right? Uh, and homemade, so nothing like no uh, preservatives or any Did weird she use a butterfly crap. pea for the blue color? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so, so it's all organic. So I, I haven't changed his diaper since. Um, Tiff's been changing diapers. Uh, I don't think his, his poop is blue though. I don't think butterfly pea powder is gonna make your poop blue. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know, it was really fun. Uh, had a lot of friends come over. A lot of people I haven't seen in a long time, and uh, yeah, no, it, was, it was good times. Good times. That's cool. Totally missed out. Did you out. vlog it? Totally missed out. I did not vlog uh, it. I actually wanted uh, to. I hope you got some I footage for yourself to. at least. I got. Well, we got footage. We got like B-roll, but like, I didn't like. I didn't. I wasn't holding up the camera. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Lucas, my birthday. Uh, it was more like. You know, like I wanted to get some shots for memory's sake, and that was it. And I don't know. We we're kind of slowing down on the vlogging thing. I mean, I bet I it's exhausting. A, it's exhausting. I think we're also getting older too, to the point where like it's now long. It's no longer something that we want to do. It's, it's kind of become the thing that we have to do, I guess. And so we're trying to like figure out like, well, if we don't want to do it, we have to kind of just figure something else out to do. You know. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll probably keep it alive in the sense of like we'll vlog here and there, but it's we're slowing down production mm -hmm. in a sense. Like, um, like I don't know. Just don't, just don't feel like sharing our life. It's another thing. So when you're young, in your early twenties, you're armed with a camera and you have YouTube at your disposal. Yeah, you want to share your shit. You want to be like, this is how cool I am. You know, like oh, this is what I'm wearing. This is uh, this is what I do. This is. You're braggadocious. You have that braggadocious uh, energy within you. But as you get older, I feel like you naturally kind of lose it. You know, and you kind of, I don't know, you just like, it's almost like you kind of like, you start to see all that stuff as just noise. It's just, it's confetti. You know what I mean? And you kind of sober up in a sense where you're like, you know what? This is what life is about. And you, you start to see where life is really kind of like where the truth is, like where the where the joy is really coming from. And then, I don't know, you start to align your your day-to-day -to, -day to kind of try to like find that more consistently rather than getting all this, having all this noise around you to kind of prop up a, like a fake thing, you know, like this this noisy, bombastic version of yourself that wants to like show off. At least that's, that's, I think that's how I feel when I look back upon myself. Um, and sometimes I like, like look at, like, you know, we watch our old vlogs and like, yeah, you know, like 
it's kind of cringe or whatever. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. So I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, just looking it. back at my old like Instagram post or whatever, you're just like, ugh, why did I post that? <laughs> what a fucking idiot. You know, I think that about myself a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Lucas' birthday was fun. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I wish I could have been there, but couldn't. All good. All good. Next one. Well, we're Next thinking one. we might come in March if you guys are there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because Diana wants to go somewhere for her birthday. I'm like, oh, why don't we just go to LA? You know, since we didn't go this for time. the 15th time. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, let's you know we'll try to actually find things to do. You know, there's so much to do over there, and a lot yeah, of the we times do a mini we just road trip don't too. do anything. <laughs> yeah, because like, a lot of times we we just hang out at the house. Yeah, I feel like well, if you if you come, you want to do something. I think me and Tiff want to do stuff too, so we can do a road trip somewhere. Yeah, go to NorCal or like you know. <sighs> I don't go... think I want to maybe like a like small road trip i don't know <laughs> well that's quite the conundrum there <laughs> um well i've always wanted to go to like, i want a road trip but i don't want to go too far i always wanted to go to like uh idlewild or something oh we can let's go to idlewild okay. idlewild is yeah fun. and like we were last yeah. talking about like you know actually going up and down venice and santa monica you know just okay, some fun yeah, activities yeah. that we can't do here in texas Okay. Yeah. But if yeah, we want to do if that. we want to do a little bit of road trip, we can too. I don't know. I just don't know what's out there, but I don't know if I want to sit in the car for like 6 hours going up to the Bay Area. How about driving the car for 6 hours? Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I want to do that either. <laughs> I can okay, barely drive right. to Austin or Houston here and that's like that's only funny. 3 hours, 3 4 hours maybe. Yeah. But makes sense. I don't know, we'll see cuz Diana doesn't like being in the car for that long either. I see. Yeah, I see. but So yeah, Thanks for watching, guys. See you guys next week. Uh, stay oriented. <laughs> it sounds like such a good thing to say, but then it's like also so cringe at the same time. Yeah, like it, it sounds like it would just flow. It, it does. It's just like, and stay oriented, guys. And then stay woke. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, bye. Peace. <laughs>